This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 38 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Eddie. I'm Andy. I'm Pat. And I'm your paranormal mom for today, Amanda. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. So here we are, everybody. Oh, man. It's been a clip. It's the Three Amigos plus one today. We are the Four Amigos. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Sometimes they had to mix it up and bring on a special guest, and uh, she's going to be very uh, helpful to be on with us during the main mystery, but she'll be chiming in throughout the other segments as well. We have another good one lined up for you today, and I think the scariest thing of today you were saying was the traffic on the way here, right? Yeah, it was pretty nightmarish all day today, so I think yeah. there was like seven or eight car accidents, and it was pretty terrible. It's not even a full moon anymore. Yeah, which was Friday the 13th was the full was moon. Crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. As a horror fan, what'd that do for you? It was my like... favorite day, I think, of my entire life. Yeah. We went to Vala's Pumpkin Patch. It's like Christmas and, and Easter all wrapped up it in It was one. the greatest. <laughs> Stayed up and watch scary movies all night. So great. So fun. Yeah, like Andy said, we got a good one going here. And I think, uh, yeah, right now we're going to start off with uh, recent sightings. Huh? Recent sightings. And today, as you were saying, Eddie, this is uh, as recent as you can possibly get. Something that's literally going on right this minute. It is Storm Area 51, Naruto Runners, Kyles, Karens, Meth Heads, everybody else. Storm Area 51 Go! Day. And if, if you've been living under a rock, what we're referencing is uh, out at Area 51 near uh, Groom Lake, Nevada, there is there's a huge social media movement. Five Was it 500,000 people strong? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for the Facebook group, I think overall it was like two million said they were going to go. Holy smokes. But like several thousand showed up to this thing. And yeah. people really went out there and, uh, you know, wearing tinfoil hats and alien costumes. There's yeah. a music festival and, uh, you know, it's all fun and games until some, you know, somebody from the base, you know, six foot five G.I. Joe guy dressed in camo comes down with fully automatic weapons if someone puts their toe over that line. Yeah. And, and you know somebody did. And then unfortunately for the, the county sheriff, it sounds like he was the uh, appointed one to go out there and start making the first arrest. I heard of two different people who were arrested. One of them might have been for public urination, but yeah. I, I can't remember what the other... There was a lady arrested, too. I, I'm not sure what that I was I mean, I'm not about, justifying but, that, but it's pretty tame. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw a sign today from the event where it said, um, we have to rescue E.T., don't let him keep him, or something along those lines. <laughs> exactly. It's like, wait, didn't you see the movie? E.T. went home. He went home. <laughs> they came and exactly. got him. Um, it was... Uh, what I saw, too, was that it was actually a legitimate music festival. And that was kind of the fun little social media kind of like uh, like grou- grassroots campaign. It was like, we're going to go Storm Area 51. But it was actually like that. I think they called it like Alien Stock or something like that, where it's an actual like music festival. 
and uh, I saw pictures of like people taking selfies with like military guards and stuff. So I think at certain, really? yeah, I wow. think at certain checkpoints, and I think even they, there was a presence, but I think it was like more of like a like a PR thing, like go around, <laughs> hey, listen, no one actually storm, but we'll take some photos with you and stuff. Because there's like full camo guys with <laughs> with assault rifles, assault rifles, and, like yeah. like slung around their arms, taking pictures with people. So the, it looks the, like it's all fun, kinder, gent, gentler, exactly. special operations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is it almost like Santa at the mall where you go and you, if you pay ten bucks, you know, you can have an eight by ten photo of you with the camo dude next exactly. to Area Fifty One? <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just what he doesn't give you is what you're hoping for. It's a, <laughs> a right. bullet. Well, the funny thing that that you showed me was some TV guy standing out there in the desert doing doing a report, and you see a Naruto runner go running right Story behind him. <laughs> I saw that today too. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, it was great. What I love is uh, Pat and anybody who is not on, please get on our Facebook page and follow us because Pat shared this great article on explaining Naruto running for anybody <laughs> who needed help, kind of breaking it down. Like this is how you do it. <laughs> it's funny because my son started randomly doing that, and yeah. I have no yeah, idea no where he got it, but yeah. he runs like that all the time. It's now. in his veins. My right. son had to explain it to me because. I didn't know what it was. And yeah. it's kind of like that, uh, you know, Japanese anime kind of mm-hmm. thing, comic booky kind of, where he, the arms are, are back and the guy's like running so fast, he's like a flash. Yeah, right. right. It, like he has like knife hands, like permanent <laughs> yeah. as he's running. The, so. fu- the funny thing is, they pointed out that Naruto borrowed this from Tom and Jerry. If you look up Tom and Jerry, oh, really? look at Tom running and his arms are straight back as he's running. <laughs> and it's kind of a funny, like, oh my gosh, I think that they borrowed it from Tom and Jerry. So it might actually be Tom running. Well, they're going to have to be that fast if they want to get inside of Area 51, grab the spacecraft or ET and get out yeah. before they can get arrested. They're going to have to be quick. Right, before bullets start flying towards yeah, their bean faces. Ba- be- I mean. Bean bags and ULF guns that make you right. poop your pants. <laughs> but public, they're getting arrested for public urination. I'm thinking, well, no duh, because how many cocktails have they had leading up to this oh, event? Like, they were tailgating here. since 6 a.m., I'm sure. Right, you know? and exactly. I'm sure there's so many porta potties just readily available. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> man. Storm Area 51. Sponsored by Miller High Life. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> but but yeah, so for anybody who listens to the show who uh, has gone out there or is maybe considering going, just be careful, be smart, have a good time, hydrate, don't pee in public. Hydrate's important. <laughs> but and yeah. It's great. And today's kind of a two-for-one special anyway with the recent sightings because the other part two of recent sightings, I was kind of up to bat on this one, and I got, I got kind of a humdinger lined up for you guys. So... Um, couple uh, days ago on my business page, which you feel free to look it up if you want to. It's a psychic medium, Andy Myers on Facebook. And I, I took a poll and I said, uh, hey, everyone, what's the creepiest thing you've ever heard a, a child say? Oh, boy. And <laughs> it was just a slew of really cool comments. And what kind of caught me off guard initially was a lot of them are kind of cute and sweet. You yeah. know, I was kind of going for the creepy darker angle here, which there are some of those, but there was also a lot of kind of ones that'll melt your heart of kids who, you know, report playing with like a grandpa who they never met because mm. grandpa died a couple of years before the kid was born. Mm-hmm. Kids relaying messages to other family members, you know, from their departed uh, friends and family. So, I mean, a, real, a lot of really sweet things. Oh, wow. So, uh, but I, I just kind of uh, gathered a couple of the good ones and I'll share them with you. And uh, there's, there's so many, like I, I couldn't, I had to sift through it. Yeah. So I'll just kind of read and creepiest things kids have said uh per uh, a lot of my you know uh, people who follow my page here so ash i'm gonna leave out the last names but someone named ashley wrote in and said my son used to be in love with this graveyard by our apartment 
he asked to drive through it often and one evening as we drove through it and I stopped at the exit to wait for a car to pass my son turned to me and he was staring out the window and he says mom the creepy looking one wants to come home with us and <laughs> Ashley said uh, tell him we don't have room and then she pulled out of the cemetery and she said she's not a fan of driving through there anymore and uh, he was probably around six maybe seven years old at the time so and a lot of other people chimed in saying that's a class it's a they loved her response sorry can't come home our house is full we don't have a spare bedroom for the ghost <laughs> right. my, my question is the creepy looking one of what right. <laughs> exactly and yes. what is his definition of creepy how creepy are we talking <laughs> yeah. here well, and the creepiest thing, what if he wasn't even referring to a person or a deceased person? What if it was like a thing? Yeah. You know, that yeah. thing that right. he sees. Ooh. Marissa said, I work with five-year-olds. During my first week, I was walking around visiting with kids, and a little boy was playing with a doll. And I asked what the doll's name was, and he looked at me, and he said, Chucky. And then he walked away. Oh, no. <laughs> That's great. I just peed a little. So Amanda, <laughs> as a huge fan of horror movies, yeah. I mean, where does Chucky rank on the all-time classics? Um, well, just to give you an idea, we actually dressed my less than two-year-old son up as Chucky just a couple months ago. <laughs> Put yeah. fake scars on his face and spray-painted his hair orange and gave him a fake plastic knife. Walked around a convention and he, normal little kids, get scared, people in masks. He, oh no, those are the ones he wanted to talk to and wave at and play with. <laughs> the regular people, he was just like, eh, I don't care. But you gotta show hey, yeah, them let, this let people judge. When he's older, he's gonna say, you guys are the coolest parents in the whole world. Right, everybody yeah. at the convention was saying, your kid's gonna either grow up to be the coolest kid ever or a psychopath. I mean, <laughs> one of the two. Nah, I say coolest. <laughs> coolest kid. That's great. Uh, let's see, another person chimed in, Lori. And uh, she said, for more than uh, the last year and a half, my granddaughter says, quote, don't touch the fire. Every night she says this. And she's about four, and she started saying it when she was about two and a half. Don't touch the fire. I, I don't know. It makes me wonder, is she tapping into a premonition about a future event? Is she remembering a past, past life, life. Where, where a building was on fire? Hmm. Makes you wonder. Stacy, and I don't even know if we'll get through all these guys. This could almost be like a part two kind of deal. But another person, uh, Stacy, chimed in saying, uh, my daughter was about two and a half. Notice a trend here. <laughs> my daughter was about two and a half, and she screamed in her playroom. And when I went in and asked what happened, she said, that man scared me. And I hesitantly asked, what man? And she pointed to the door that led to the attic, but it was bolted shut. And oh. she said, <laughs> she said, he went in there. And uh, also, yeah. yeah, also in the same house, um, she looked at her husband one night and said, uh, the little kid looked at the dad and said, night, daddy. And then the kid looked at Stacy and said, uh, night, mommy. And then she looked at the, the bedroom door and said, night, night, like somebody was standing there. And then she spun around and went to sleep. <laughs> Good Kids, night, man. you. Yeah, I had a little cousin. I Billy might have talked on it on the podcast he was on, but I had a little cousin that when she was like two or three, she would refuse to go into her mom and dad's bedroom because she saw a scary man in there. And looking through a photo album, it was her grandpa that she had never met before. Oh, really? See? Yeah. Oh, man. See, that's like a parent's dream is to have the kid that won't come to bed with mom and dad. <laughs> right. 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 Go in your room. <laughs> Be like, perfect. I'm never changing rooms. It's like, thanks, grandpa. For right. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you a ghost thumbs up. <laughs> On the other side, grandpa hanging out in your room. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. That's a whole different level. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
so Emily wrote in, uh, said, uh, my dad has an EVP recording uh, from her apartment from several years ago, and her son, who was two, about two years old at the time, was asleep in his room, and they got an audio recording of a childlike voice saying, Atticus, I'm here, come play. And Atticus is her son's name. Okay. So oh, some spirit crazy. was by name called the kid by, by name. name Atticus come here let's play so whoa could be I mean again Don't, it's cute if it's a grandparent that's deceased coming sure. to visit sure not so much cute if it's some random, random ghost child. some random yeah. person no <laughs> my goodness so <laughs> it must kids. be a must be a thing with the Emilys because a different Emily chimed in saying uh, my four year old son used to stare at the corner of my room and when I asked him what he was looking at he told me that he was looking at people that were hanging from the ceiling. Ah. Yeah. Wow. That got dark really quick. There. Right. <laughs> Straight to a 10, 11. <laughs> broke the knob off. Kid's been hanging out in Hummel Park. Right. Oh. <laughs> What's that scary movie where there's maybe a couple different ones, but like the person that crawls on the ceiling or walks on the ceiling kind of deal? Wasn't that like well, so they do that in Insidious. Okay. Um, there's a black demon who like hangs out in the corner of the kid's room and the kid... Um, travels out of his body when he's asleep, oh. and that's how the demons come into his body. He, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty great, but it's really creepy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It, 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 if the entity walks on the ceiling like a spider, like yeah. I'm out, done. Like I'm just I'm just done. The house is on fire. The next <laughs> yeah. scene, the next scene is me with a can of gas and a match, <laughs> smiling the whole time, like ha ha. And he's like, can't haunt a house if you don't have a house. He's like, forget <laughs> the sage, get the gasoline. Right. <laughs> um. Tammy said that when my nephew Bradley was three, my sister Jennifer and I rented a townhome together, and shortly after we moved in, she was putting him to bed, and he asked who the man in the corner was. There was no man in the corner. Uh, or excuse me, there was no man in the house, much less in the corner, but the kid kept mentioning the man until one day Jen asked uh, if the man ever talked to him, and Bradley's response was, yes, he tells me to hide. Hmm. <laughs> Man, they say some scary things. Dude. Hide. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be hiding at a neighbor's right. house. Right. Yeah. Like, um, we're going to relocate. Yeah. Mm. And that's why we live in a different state. <laughs> that's why I live on the moon. <laughs> no, because then there was that one scary movie about about the giant spider demon things that lived on the moon. I know. Yeah. No, we're safe. Academy Award winning film that I'm thinking right. about. Sure. Sure. Spider demons on the moon. Spider demons on Oscar the winning moon. film. Made by the same people as Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> Uh, sick of all these dang spiders <laughs> on the moon. So, quick story about Snakes on the Plane. They played it on TV, and they did an edited version, and he says these monkey-fighting or these <laughs> monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Yes. <laughs> Good Samuel L. Jackson yeah. edit there. These monkey-fighting like, oh snakes on this Monday through Friday plane. Yes. I wonder how long it took the writer to come up with that combination. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Bleepity bleep bleep bleep. Right. Just go for the bleeps. Anyway. Jackie wrote in, and Jackie said, when my nephew was almost three, we moved into a really old house. The kitchen was in the basement. Uh, one night, I was was washing dishes, and my nephew started coming down the stairs. And he stopped halfway down the stairs and started to wave as his eyes followed something up the stairs. And I asked him what he was doing, and he said, waving to that guy. He ended up uh, seeing, uh, quote-unquote, Howie a lot. Uh, one night, we were in my room looking at pictures, and he was naming people in the pictures. 
And he stopped and he asked me who that little girl was. And I said, uh, what little girl? And he pointed to the end of my bed and he said, that one right there. And Jackie said, I didn't sleep there for a week. And she ended up uh, later having her own experiences a few months later. So it almost sounds like there's two different things going on there. Like the kid kept seeing a, a presence yeah. named Howie and was seeing a little girl at the end of the bed there. So why are all these like men coming to these little kids? Man yeah. in the corner, the man yeah. in yeah. Howie. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. The other consistency is most of these kids are between two and four years right. old. Yeah. That's, right. that's yeah. pretty consistent. Uh, here's a, an exception, actually. Shay uh, says that when her daughter was seven, so she was a little bit older, uh, but uh, Shay's daughter, seven, they had moved a few hours away, and she was in her new bedroom, and the kid was uh, talking up a storm, and I asked her what she was doing, and she said, playing with a little girl in the wheelchair. Um, and I didn't really think much of it, she said, but my daughter never heard of a wheelchair uh excuse me, never heard of a wheelchair. Months later, I spoke to the owner and turns out that she had said her young daughter passed in that room and she had cerebral palsy and she was in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So very possible that Shay's daughter maybe was seeing the ghost that used to be in that particular place. Man. So we're going to end and we have several more. So can, we're just going to have to do a part we, two. Can we add one of our own? Is that all right? You want Please. Quick? So you're thinking, are you thinking of Gwen? I am. So yeah. you know this. Yeah. And this is a thing. And is, it, is it too scary? Um, I'm going to we'll put it this way. If you have little ones listening, uh, this is at your discretion because it's, it's a little darker. You yeah. Know, it's a little darker. Go ahead yeah. though. I think it's good. Yeah. I'm going to leave out part of it. Okay. I'm leaving out the other part. Um, she was little, 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 about two years old. Yeah. Between two and three. And we would go for walks, uh, and we. This is when we were already buddies, and so I didn't like come to you as like psychic, psychic Andy, help me. But I was like asking, as your professional opinion, I'm like, dude, listen, like you hear stuff all the time. What does what does this mean? Out of the blue, and um, Amanda, you've known us for a while. We don't li- li- like watch a lot of scary movies or anything. It's not a big part of our like. We don't digest that a lot. Uh, right. And if we do, we don't watch it in front of the kids. We kind of make sure they're in bed and stuff like that. Right. And for Gwen, we never really did much of any of that. I mean. Yeah, nothing really at all. And so nothing like this. Going for a walk with her, and she's, like I said, like two, two and a half. And she's like really kind of like visibly disturbed, like not having a good time. And I'm like, Gwen, are you okay? What's going on? And she's like, the babies, they're on fire. And I was like, what? And she (laughs) kept going on and on about got to save the babies. They're on fire. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about something else. And it's right. the weirdest thing to have a kid who doesn't have any frame of reference. There's no reason why she would say that. We don't talk about, you know. And and we were trying to put two and two together and couldn't come up with it. So we came to you and we're talking about it. And you kind of got into maybe some of the past life stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's... I instantly thought the same thing. I wonder if the past life, if she was at, like, a nursery or, or something yeah. that caught yeah. on fire. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I mean, no, <laughs> it's, it's as a parent, like, what do you say? Oh, you know, what do you say? Because whatever you're doing at the it's like if this was a movie, it's like record scratch. Music yeah. stops. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You have goosebumps and you're like, how do you respond to that? Well, I'll speak right. plain. I mean, do you think something's wrong with your kid at yeah. first? You're like, oh, my God. Like what imagery is going through your little head right now that you how do you have this in your head? Right. right. You've been alive two and a half years. Yeah. And, and she was really just like overly fascinated with like injury and like, 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 oh, I don't want to do that. You know, like, oh, careful, you'll die or whatever. And we're like, man, she's really hyper like focused on like catastrophic injury. So anyway, yeah. It, not it, and it just makes hide. you think again, past lives. Yeah. A lot of these comments, you know, on this, um, 
in this post that I made, they they suggest past lifetimes. Yeah. Not just seeing a ghost, you know, who used to be alive, but like a kid remembering a past lifetime. Right. Funny se- or interesting segue right here, because that's exactly what I suspect this next one was. A Sherry wrote in saying, uh, my five-year-old student at preschool was putting together a floor puzzle of the solar system. And he looked at me and he said, the last time I was in space, uh, the last time I was in a spaceship, it exploded and everybody died. And I said, what did you say? And he repeated it, uh, same thing. You know, last time I was in a spaceship, it blew up and everybody died. And then he just (laughs) went back to working on the puzzle as if uh, nothing had happened. And (laughs) Sherry said that she wonders if he was remembering the Challenger explosion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that reminds me of a story I heard, and I'll make it quick, and I don't remember all the details, but I watched a story about a little boy who remembers far too many um, memories about the Titanic. Like he remembers exact spots where things were and he was watching a movie, um, watching the movie and he could have been more than six or seven. And he's like, mom, that's not right. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, those are in the wrong spot. That's not how it was. And like he has a weird obsession with the (laughs) Titanic now, but he like remembers and with doing some research and he knew a name and he gave his parents name and like she did a bunch of research and somebody on the ship died that had that exact same name that he gave and wow she's Whoa. like it had to have been a past life and it had to have been him like there's no way that it could have been anything different statistical probability you can't yank that name out of thin air right the name and then knowing the exact placement of the boiler rooms and things like that on the ship she's like nobody would have known that unless they were there or study the blueprints, and he was right. way too little. Yeah. Yeah. Three-year-olds don't study it. blueprints. Right, right. She's like, <laughs> well, Pat, he's like, let's pack out was... this bedtime story. Right, the yeah, let's of the roll Titanic. out the Titanic and tell me what the structural imperfections are. And like, he knew all of it. Now, son, the ANSI standards for a nautical ship of this type. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron should have consulted him when making the movie. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, this is not a historically accurate Mr. Cameron. The shearing of steel beams at that, at that pressure is not correct. The, the, the spacing on the bolts are way too close together. It's just a waste. You're wasting time at that point. <laughs> He's an engineer. It's like a right. slide rule. <laughs> okay, I'm going to end with one. Just just because it's kind of scary. This last one. Perfect. Just one to make you cleanse the yourself. palate, yeah, but not. <laughs> or not. Uh, Dina, or Deanna, sorry if I'm mispronouncing this. Uh, she said, uh, when my nephew was five or six years old, he pointed at the balcony overlooking the living room and he asked, who's that man? And when asked to describe him, uh, he said, he doesn't have any eyes. Oh, no. Why? Mic drop. <laughs> I have problems with things without eyes. Even in all the horror I mean, movies yeah. I watch, like that's my biggest. I agree, hundred percent of people. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you look at the little like baby cats that are just born and their eyes are shut. You know, it looks like they they don't have them. Don't have them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, Ugh, no. So gross. Even toys that don't have eyes, I'm like, boogity. <laughs> Put eyes on that thing quick. Even those little like statues that they make that are supposed to be like sweet, and I have to like draw eyes on them. Like I cannot yeah. have it with. <laughs> Ugh. Have you seen that thing where they take a scary thing and they put googly eyes on it? So it instantly <laughs> makes it like, like Less whatever, the, yeah, it whatever the scary movie poster is, put googly eyes on the person and then it makes it better. That's awesome. I'd, that'd be especially funny if it was a gremlin, I think. Yeah, yeah, just uh, googly eyes. Put yeah. googly oh. eyes on it. Exactly. <laughs> on it? You find oh, see yeah. the googly eyes peeking out from the 
sewer grate. Oh, the googly eyes <laughs> coming at you. Yeah, you're less scared. Clown has a lazy eye. Oh, <laughs> no, he kind of did. I was going to say. He had that weird kind of eye drift. In the remake, he <laughs> like, did that. It's <laughs> gross. Yeah. Well, you had like, all kinds of good su- uh, some submissions there, Andy. That was, oh, a, that and was they, a good one. Yeah, they and they just keep going. So, you know, we, we do uh, polls and, and ask questions. So a lot of engagement. So, again, if you want to hop on there and read more yourself, you can find that on Facebook under Psychic Medium Andy Myers. But I, I thought that'd make a, a good recent. It wasn't a, a sighting, per se, but it was no, a recent happening. that's recent. So. Right. Anyway. And terrifying. Sleep right. tight, everybody. Night-night. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. It's time for Pop Culture and the paranormal. So we had a good weekend last weekend. We did. Everybody uh, loaded up into the cryptid bus and we rolled out to Grand Island, Nebraska uh, for this, what we're going to be talking about in a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, we always joke about the, the cryptid bus and that's like a dream of ours. You yes. Know? It, it's actually a real bus that w- we came across when we went to... Um, uh, the Ozarks on our Bigfoot expedition. Yep. We found this old school bus, a big old green school bus out in the middle of the field. Beautiful forest green bus that just reeked of adventure. Yeah. We wanted to Sounds amazing. resurrect we, it. It's full of cobwebs, and but Eddie, Eddie took the opportunity to get some pictures taken on it. So I was thinking, what are some of the most uh, popular or famous... Uh, paranormal, or maybe not so much paranormal, but monster myth and mystery vehicles oh, that are out there. This is oh, so, so legitimately dude, get on the cryptid right. bus. Yeah, this yeah. is a good. Pat, so, Pat uh, wouldn't share with us what today's pop segment was because he was really excited about it. This is a good one, dude. Yeah, and and of course the first thing that comes to mind, you gotta go Scooby Doo. Yeah, in the mystery machine. Yeah. Right? Yes, that would. That'd be such a cool van to have. Um, I mean, yeah. Could you imagine how bad that van would smell, though? Oh. <laughs> With Shaggy and Scooby right. in the back. You have a dog and a stoner that all doesn't the, shower. Right. <laughs> eats all dog food. Scooby uh. snacks all over the place. And all the yeah. perfume from Daphne. I Although you have Fred, smell. too. His ascot probably smells right. like Axe body spray. <laughs> That's so, good. So apparently the cryptid bus, or the cryptid bus, the mystery machine, that belonged to Fred. It was his van. Sure, uh, of course. As, as lore goes. Um, but yeah, it was usually Fred and uh, Daphne and Thelma and Shaggy and Scooby all kind of rolled around and did their mystery investigations and yeah. whatnot. But um, there were the physical appearance, you know, it was kind of like a, a medium blue van with like a horizontal green stripe and then those big old flowers Had painted flowers on, on the, the back. Yeah. That's what I love. And then a cool font that says mystery machine written on the side yep um had all kinds of cool features on it uh the back was filled with and it's it's funny how people kind of do research into you know they watch a bunch of scooby-doo episodes and breaking down what they see freeze frame (laughs) so they got um various equipment ladder lanterns ropes uh there's a bench running longwise can be stored in the the rear of the van also um uh, let's see. In the back, you can fit a table and chairs. Plus, the walls are lined with computer equipment. Yes. So this is what early seventies, probably. Exactly. <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, it's all dot matrix yeah. printers and <laughs> no card readers. Exactly. Back then, the computers were the size of a mystery yeah. machine. Yeah, you probably couldn't fit it in that. Those band. floppy disks, the size of laser disks. You're like, let's get this in here. <laughs> uh, there's a large antenna on the roof. You know, probably for their CB or whatever. Um, 
it's a, their ham radio. <laughs> uh, the walls are lined with kitchen cabinets that probably have all kinds of other equipment in. So, um, but it went through a couple of different modifications. There, there's one that was a little more angular, kind mm-hmm. of edgy looking on the sides, whereas the main, you know, the one most people know, it's kind of rounded. Rounded and kind of, It's yeah. like a 1960s era panel van. Didn't it have those like, those like bubble windows too in the back? Wasn't that the kind of the thing too? Um, had like those, let's see. Those like, those like, those like submarine looking. Oh, kind of like portals? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not in this picture that okay. I'm, I'm looking at here, but yeah, that's totally a 70s thing that you would see on, on bands. You could put your head like out of the maybe car. Maybe like smoky looking right. windows, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like dark, dark, dark brown. And so, some of the newer versions of it, uh, there, was, there was one episode where the van actually played like a, a, a character in the show. It it became possessed. Oh, nice. And it had like dragon wings on it. And, oh, dude. And, the yeah. headlights were kind of like evil eyes. Oh, no. The possessed <laughs> mystery machine. The possessed van. I wonder how they solved that mystery and got the van back to normal. Yeah, because I think the common theme of the show was that all the... I almost feel like it was skeptical writers because the... There was never a... It was never paranormal. Like, they debunked it. It was right. a downer's explanation yeah. each time. A there lot was a of couple. the newer ones... Were they a little bit more, more paranormal gotcha. stuff? Yeah. But yeah, all the old ones, it was, ooh, let's pull the mask off that old guy. Right. They had a couple, I remember, of the originals where they had, like, they pulled the mask off and they were like, look, it's the old farmer. You kids try to ruin my land. And then, <laughs> and then they, but then at the end, you see another creature kind of poke its head out, like, Rrr. so it was like, because oh, sometimes you. they had a couple of the old ones right. that ended in a weird, like, oh, snap. Right. <laughs> These kids thought they finished their job. They just started, you know, so it's so, a great cartoon. Um, of course, the second one I thought of is, is the uh, Ecto-Mobile yeah, from, Ecto from Ghostbusters. Yes. Ghostbusters, yeah. Ecto-1, the license plate said. Um, it's kind of interesting because you listened to the uh, Joe Rogan podcast with, with Dan, Dan Aykroyd. And, it's a and great so did episode. I. Yeah, it, it, if, if you like, uh, if you're interested, especially with Dan Aykroyd and, and his history of the, you know all things paranormal, yep. Uh, it's a good listen. It's very salty. You don't want to listen to it with the kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Adult ears only. They're also drinking um, his... Crystal vo- his, Skull Vodka. His it's vodka. So good. Is and, it good? It's so good. Okay. And I, I was listening to it, and I was actually listening. It's like a two-hour podcast, so I'm listening to it at like one and a half speed, you know, mm-hmm. to get through it a little faster. Yeah. And at one point, I slowed it down, and, and it sounded like it was at half speed, but it was at normal speed. Yeah. It was because they'd been drinking for the past hour. <laughs> oh, no. And their voices were starting to slur, and it, it was funny. But That's funny. But it was really interesting. Um, Ackroyd was talking about vehicles that he owned, uh, some really cool old vehicles. And I almost wonder if this Ghostbuster... Uh, Ecto Mobile was was fashioned after one of the vehicles that really? he owns. It was kind of like an old uh, limousine kind of a thing, um, but they also used it as as an ambulance back in the day. Yeah, they they call it a limousine, but it was actually used oftentimes as an ambulance. And then they had all kinds of gear up on top of the van or the the car. Yeah, you never really saw what that was for, but a lot of the time. Um, or actually, on the some of the cartoons, they had like an, a plasma gun or yeah. something up there that they could go to yep. when, when they got the the really hard to get ghosts, you know. Exactly. But um, 
Reminds me of like so. those World War II planes where the guy like sticking out the roof with a you know machine gun, <laughs> right. uh, exactly yeah. shooting things. But instead, you got the you got the laser beam shooting the ghost yeah. out the top roof. Yeah, the guy strapped to the top of the car. <laughs> Just keep driving. Don't cross g- the g- 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 <laughs> So um, we've got that one, and then I also thought of the. Uh, the Adams family. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm thinking the, the, mon- the monsters. monsters. The monsters had the, the cool one. The Adams family. The Mobile, is that what they called uh, the, it? Or? The monsters coach is what okay. they called it. But it, it kind of looked like a hot rod. Right. But then it had like a convertible open back. So so it was almost like up front it was convertible, and then there's like a almost like a stagecoach looking thing in the middle. Yeah. And then a a rumble seat kind of in the back of the vehicle. That was right? where Grandpa sat, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the monster, the monster coach, I think was was a lot cooler than there was. Also, the Adams family had a, a van too, and that was mm-hmm. kind of like a convertible. It wasn't a van. It was like a convertible limousine. Uh, it was a here it is a Packard V12. Oh, so a V12 engine. V12. That's Jeez. that's like the same engine they put in the like the P51 Mustang, yeah. you know, <laughs> airplane. But um, and that's they've what that got, guy used to fly out the, try, to try to prove the Earth was flat. <laughs> <laughs> they've got one of those big old like round uh, horns, you know. So instead of honking the horn, you got this thing you squeeze. This giant and, bulb. And giant, yeah, giant bulb. Yes. And that's how you you honked it, but. Wasn't nearly as cool as the, as the Munster, the Munster coach. Uh, you know, it had these fancy hot rod wheels and you know, big fat tires in the back and little skinny ones in the front. Uh, a couple years ago, we cool actually vehicle. went to a haunted house and met the guy who played Eddie Munster, and he there was the Munster car there. Oh, was it? So he oh. could get pictures with it, and it was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, fun! So, so what do you guys like better? Do you have a preference between Adam's family and, and the Munsters? It depends like, on the day. <laughs> um, I love the Adams family, just because the the dynamics in it. Mm-hmm. But the Munsters are more like the Brady Bunch. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I no, know. I know what you mean. I, I, for me, I'm, I, I like them both. But just my comedic sensibilities puts me right towards the Munsters. It really does. Yeah, I yeah. just, I just, I laugh. I legit still laugh at that show. Oh yeah, and it's like it's a good job at writing i mean it's a good testament to that point. but it's a funny sweet show and well, even still it's teaching things with the right, whole like you right. know it's just so funny you got frankenstein walking around out in public and yeah. people just treat him like he's this normal joe you yeah. know right. yeah i love I it i mean the, the Every cousin now and that then. lives with him that's just a normal blonde-haired girl yeah. that yeah. lives right, right. with all these yeah. monsters is yeah. Pretty great. yeah and they think she's not attractive right. isn't that yeah. the whole point what's yeah. wrong with her yeah. Yeah. she's so weird right but they're all sweet to her still right. like, it's actually right. a really when you watch that show in the context uh, and this is where like the writing of the times was so smart like they're making so social commentary about like monsters and people that are va- you know vastly different than you right. and right. yet they're it, it was really wickedly smart but yeah. it's oh, so good but yeah i love the monsters it's totally yeah. right. monsters are so. fun the grandpa's hilarious i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> the notion of the cantankerous hoot living in the basement cantankerous word of the day cantankers yeah. but how, the, how about you the, Oh, go I, ahead, I can't really weigh in because i'm not too familiar with the monsters never yeah. never watched too much of it but yeah uh yeah it's great. Is there any more vehicles on that list? Pat? That, that that's all I Dude, could come up with. You know, it I was just it. kind of a last minute thing I came up with. I'm I'm trying to think if there's any other even like, I was thinking, is there a boat? Is there you know uh, 
an airplane or something you know kind of similar i couldn't think of anything but uh well i'd like to add one to the list uh my to- toyota rav4 yeah. i mean it's <laughs> it's my own little in my in my imagination it's my mystery machine there and i got go. a little bigfoot sticker on yep. the back window and that's great yeah think about getting a vanity plate someday you know like cryptid one or yeah. you know squatchy, yes. or squatchy. ufo yeah. nut you know something yeah. like that we should all do it at the same time and just get it like you know paranormal dad one two and three. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. pd one two and three yeah. <laughs> i can't think of any that jump out to my brain that's any different ones so there is a ship but it's based it's a movie mm-hmm. but ghost ship i mean it's a haunted ship there they i'm thinking of the flying keep, dutchman yeah that's right. a haunted ship yeah <laughs> ship speaking of ships um colton's really uh chomping at the bit to get together and talk about the queen mary dude oh, he's yeah. all about the queen mary he's been he's been wanting he to do that. this one forever so my my son colton you know he's well aware of the lore of the queen mary which is docked in, near san diego now mm-hmm. yep uh and it's been there for for quite some time but it, it's notoriously haunted especially one particular stateroom that you can actually rent out and and stay in overnight the waiting list for this place is like it's a book you know it's, yeah. it's long but uh it's almost that, like that the stanley so hotel cool. like right. it's yeah. just everyone wants to get in there and check it out and yeah. then every halloween you know about this time of year they get it ready and they have haunted houses Man, you know in awesome. this ship that'd be fun to do so it'd be really cool so we'll have to get together and do that 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 episode one of these days there you go yeah, so. didn't you guys get out there when you were out in california too? we we didn't go there we didn't see it oh, no okay. we were we we're in the neighborhood but uh yeah that was a little before he kind of picked up on it, and you know I wasn't aware of it at the time. So we'll have to add that to the paranormal road trip. There you go. Sounds like great. Can I come on this <laughs> yes, paranormal road yeah. trip? Yes, awesome. The more the merrier. Load up the cryptid we bus. Get the cryptid. That's why we need a bus. <laughs> right. right. All of our friends on there. We need no. a bus that converts into a boat. Just dr- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amphibious cryptid bus. There we're, you go. <laughs> we're trying to get the boat, uh, the bus, to be haunted so it can turn into other things. Please possess our bus. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> or don't. Uh, or don't. Thanks for rounding that one up, Pat. That was a good one. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> All right, here we are. We got our recent sightings. Got our pop culture and paranormal. Have our special friend here, Amanda. I've known Amanda now what now? Has it been four years? Probably. Yeah. Probably about that. It feels longer. Yeah, 2016, so maybe not even four years yet. It's funny with certain friends how you can like meet each other and kind of just like like you've almost known them your whole life. You right. know what I mean? And yeah. I think there's people who are more open than that and stuff like that. But I, but that's at this table, at least I can speak from my perspective. I feel like I've known you guys my entire life. Yeah. You yeah. know, I have known Pat for almost 20 years. Now. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I knew your wife first because yeah. we dropped the kids off at school and yeah. then, then I'd run into you at parent night or whatever. And, right. And. One thing led to another, and here we, we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> well, I've known Eddie longest because I was friends with him in a past life. Well, so yeah, so I got you all beat. There we go. There, yeah, but one upsmanship, right? <laughs> but what I'm getting at is like when you have friendships like this, you tend to do like different things over time, and kind of you know, when with our group, it's no different. Like, but our stuff is kind of more over the top and kind of bonkers. Yeah, yeah. And you can only do so many things. You can only, in Amanda's case, like do so many creative projects like film projects and other right. creative ventures before you start getting like invited to help out with something like this. And we get invited to help out with a, to perform a ghost hunt. 
at a local movie theater, in, in this case, the Grand Theater in Grand Island, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we go. We go as the paranormal dads to do this thing. And then it was first, it was the Grand Minicon. And uh, so we go to the Grand Minicon, and it was almost like an event that was almost, it's kind of a cool thing for us at least, because uh, the ghost hunt was a closed to the public kind of thing. But we all knew it was going to happen. So it was right. almost this cool kind of like dual-sided coin thing where by, by day we're doing all this fun times and having a good time with all the nerds. and Kind of promoting the podcast yeah. and, and also talking to other podcasters who are there and artists. and Yeah. And uh, fans. Yeah. And oh, fans. and speaking of fans. Yeah, we, 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 we met um, a lot of people. And we got to give a shout-out to Reyna, who's one of our loyal listeners from uh, was she North, from? North Platte. Is that where she was from? She was a Turbo fan. Raina. North Platte. Yeah, North Platte. North Platte. Yeah. And uh, she stopped by, uh, met us. Uh, we just had a great time, took some pictures. Um, she, she told us she even wrote a, uh, a report about us yeah, it, for, for, for school. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about, you know, we're honored. It, yeah. that, that was awesome. So yeah. that, that was probably my fav- favorite moment of the trip you know we just yeah. had such a great time it's totally one of mine too just meeting her and and you know getting a picture with her yeah. and uh yeah we get we gave her a you know signed copy of a book and it was just it's just nice to know that that people care so much about this podcast and it gives us kind of incentive to keep you know cranking out new episodes so. keep making new ones uh and speaking of making new ones uh we also are going to be uh featured as guests on the uh, pat and jt podcast uh, here in omaha yeah c- coming soon so stay tuned for that we're kind of super honored to be asked to be guests on that show so yeah. thanks to andy for kind of talking to them about us but thanks to pat and jt as well yeah we're totally excited about that that should be a lot of fun yeah, I've, we're like humbled to, that we're going to be on that show. Pat and JT have been around, you know, on radio for years and years, yeah. and well respected in Omaha. And uh, I've become friends with them over the years, and now they have their own podcast as wildly uh, successful as mm-hmm. a loyal cult following. And yeah, we're going to be on there uh, coming up pretty shortly to talk about some spookies. And and the last little piece here too to talk about real fast is we are uh, launching our um, Patreon. Uh, pretty darn soon stay tuned for updates on that how you can join and help uh, continue to support paranormal dads and join the people who already are and uh look forward to you know doing some more fun stuff with your support so stay tuned for those and there's going to have different tiers that you can join on different levels and and uh, contribute get some fun paranormal dads goodies and top of all that so stay tuned but but with that we're we're at this event we're doing these things but the whole time in the back of our heads we know we're going to do this ghost hunt mm-hmm. at night. And we did a pretty good job. Like, it didn't get out there. A couple of people asked us about it, and we're like, well, you know, it's a private event. We can't have a ton of people here doing a ghost hunt. So uh, the night comes, the movie's done, everything comes to a close, and people are leaving, and they're cleaning the theater, and we're getting ready to do our ghost hunt. Yeah. And, and I injected and said, hey, guys, I'll film for you just so I could be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it dawned on us, we need a camera person. Yeah, yeah. Right. we needed a camera person anyway, so we're like all about it. You know, you've got filmmaking experience, you know, for goodness sake. You know, we couldn't have asked it for anyone better. Well, so, it's so. a double whammy because she's also a paranormal fan and yeah. Was, yeah. Is, is open to these experiences, too. So yeah, And it was she, she was basically the caboose in our Scooby-Doo, <laughs> in our Scooby-Doo line. You know, the three of us have 
the the equipment and the tech and the flashlights and Amanda's kind of following behind us with infrared, you know, the whole time. Wait, does that make me Scooby or Shaggy? That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good question. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. All I know is at one point in time, Eddie jumped into Pat's arms and he's holding him like uh, like yeah, a dog there. True. Yeah, exactly. True. Uh, so, I mean, to give a recap of the of the night, I mean, uh, what we started off in the initial theater. Uh, well, we started off up in the lobby yeah, and just kind of. Uh, we were going over some of the equipment. We had a little bit of equipment that, that we brought with us. Uh, we had some walkie-talkies. We had a K2 meter to, to kind of register uh, radio frequencies. Um, Andy kind of kicked things off with a, a little uh, kind of pep talk or some kind of some ground rules. that Best that, practices. That best practices, <laughs> exactly. Andy's the, the only one with experience between the th- three of us, so... So, um, well, my, my, (laughs) I tried to quarterback it, but my advice was pretty simple and sweet. It's like, use your intuition and don't do anything stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. But that's what you need in a time like that. (laughs) Yeah. Someone to remind us what to do. And by the miracle of modern technology, we can actually give you some of that, uh, little pep talk Andy gave us. So, uh, listen, listen to this. All right. Shall we get going? All right, let's do it. Andy, you're the psychic medium. Let's couple couple pep talk ground rules. So first of all, let's trust your vibes. Use your intuition. Use your head. Use your senses. And uh, the more you can kind of be calm and use this instead of this, I think the more uh, the more evidence we're going to find. Holler if you need backup. Uh, Radio us if if anybody uh, hears anything strange, or if we feel like we need to regroup to a different room altogether. That's cool too. We'll just let our intuition guide us. Okay. Okay. Go so team. We're going to Scooby Doo the hell out of this. <laughs> so when I see something, I just get on the walkie talkie and say, Ray, it's looking at <laughs> 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 What do I do, Ray? All right, here we go. Okay, so there, <laughs> there we go, Andy, setting us straight on our, our trip down into the theater. Yeah. Uh, so we go into the theater. At this point, we're in the theater, and we are. It was gorgeous. It yeah. was a gorgeous oh. theater. I yeah. mean, when you walked in there, didn't you feel like you were just in like a? You stepped back in time almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, as it, soon as I stepped foot in there, I first thing in my mind is I have to make a movie here. It's so gorgeous, yeah. and it would just capture great. Yeah. And not only is it like this old theater with old architecture, and you know, just you could tell just the quality that went into developing this place. They've also added new features like some LED lights and things to really make some of uh, these features pop. Yeah. You know, so it was it was kind of like old and new joined together, and it, right. it was just a cool, cool place. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and it does kind of set your imagination on fire. Um, and this is why, and this is why I, I realized when we turned the lights out, or pretty much all the way out, it's good for us not so much to set some sort of creepy tone, but you're not seeing as much stuff, so your other senses start to kind of wake up a little bit. You're hearing things. You're you're more sensitive to your surroundings when you can't start looking at all this eye candy around you. And so we're in the theater, and we're using – Pat was the super smart uh, tech guy and uh, uh, purchased, and we have the uh, – the, uh, I almost called the PK meter. It's the, uh, it's the uh, KMF. KMF. Or yeah. EMF, yeah. Yeah. And all it is is just detecting electromagnetic fields. That's all it's doing. And we were even using it as like a just straight technical device, holding it up against like outlets and other things that would obviously kick out some form of EMF. And it was performing exactly that. You could see it 
light up to red when you were near a thing that you knew had electricity in right. it, and then otherwise it had a baseline of green, and then we were using that as a way to kind of establish our baseline. And I was kind of surprised at that baseline because it was solid. Solid. It, it was just yeah. green, and it didn't budge. Yeah. There was no change in it whatsoever, you know, for probably the first half hour we were down there. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I noticed and I tried not to, and this is one thing, this is my actual first ever official ghost hunt, you know, like I've had little tiny weird things like we have all had in, in, in our lives, but a thing that this is like, we're calling it what it is. We're doing the, we're intentionally doing this. And so I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the, like you said, that, that K2 meter stayed steady the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one point in the theater where I had it on an armrest. And I was like, okay, you know, kind of doing the vocal work saying, if you're here, you know, let us know, um, you know, touch this device, get near this device if, you, if you're if you here. I did notice that um, one thing I didn't notice about it when it got near an electrical device was it just lit up, mm-hmm. you know. It didn't do it gradually. It was like, woo, you know, depending on the strength of the field, it would light up either all the way or hit a certain, but it wouldn't like gradually. It would just go, you know, right. light up. Yeah. When I said that, when we were sitting in the front of the theater, right. and I had it on the uh, armrest, I noticed the second light, the base light green stayed on the whole time, mm-hmm. the second light next to that slowly came up. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. It slowly came up. And I'm like, that's weird, because it hadn't done that yet. Right. You don't want to hang your hat on that, but it was something that it was interesting. What's behind this curtain, guys? They're exits. They just lead out to the back. I mean, like, behind here, is it just the oh, screen or yeah, what? Yeah, it's a screen, and then there's some, like, it's a shallow kind of stage, I think. Okay. Oh, we just had a spike. Did you see that? And I got it on camera, I think. This, this thing has stayed stable the whole time. I mean, we've had very little hiccup, only when I get it near, and it just spiked up by three lights. You can touch it. Touch this device right here. There. The lights came on again. Yeah, you can visit with us for as long as you like. And we were also, I mean, think about it. We're sitting in a theater, and we're just, you're, you've got it resting on an armrest. There's really no electrical running no. around the area where we Nothing is sitting. changing around yeah. me. So that part I found interesting, and that happened almost simultaneous to Andy and I starting to feel like we were being observed off to stage left um, or right when you're watching a theater. Um, To our right, we felt like there was at least eyeballs looking at us. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, there there was a presence there. You know, not necessarily you could see anything out of the corner of your eye per se, but it was almost like a feeling of being watched or, you know, your attention kept getting drawn to that area over there behind the curtain. Yeah. The interesting thing about that theater too, is when we were just sitting there a few times, just being quiet and listening and, and just kind of taking in the moment. And that place was so dang quiet. It was just, you know, you could tell. I don't know if it was just because it was treated for sound for the mo- as a movie theater or what, but it was just dead silent. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. There wasn't even like I don't think there was any environmental sounds. There wasn't yeah. any AC. Yeah, nothing. You know. Um, so at that point, we decided to move out to like follow that like feeling, and we went off to the side of that room, which led us down to an equipment room. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman accompanying us, Kim, I believe her right. name mm-hmm. was. 
she didn't want to, she wanted to tell us stuff, but we told her to hold off. We didn't want her to kind of like taint our like opinions of what we were getting. And so we kind of followed it down to this room. And then I don't feel like we felt a whole lot going on in that area. The K2 wasn't really doing much. I think like emotionally, Amanda, you didn't really. I just felt stuck, but I think that's because it was a tiny room and it was kind of underground. So I think my mind was more playing tricks that almost claustrophobic feeling, but I didn't really feel much of anything other than that. It was at this point we decided to move into the, the office. Well, yeah, I kind of want to back up just a tiny bit and and just catch everyone up to speed that kind of when you went into like the underbelly of this theater, it was like a labyrinth of rooms and nooks and crannies and crawl spaces. And it's like each room and into another room. And I remember the first time I went down there with you, I was like, how big is this place? You know, because it it just never ended. And, and, you know, it's kind of cobwebs everywhere. And there's... uh, you know, the smell to it. And it's, you know, it, it just kind of gave you the willies a little bit and it yeah. never really felt malicious or anything like that. But it just the ambiance made you take kind of take pause and like, okay, you, you know, you're not in Kansas anymore kind of yeah. deal. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, then we went into the but, office, but then right? you go into the office and that, that's like almost the complete opposite because it was almost like walking into a museum. Yeah. yeah. This 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 room was right out of 1955. Yeah, the way they had it set up. And, yeah, and I don't know if they have just never changed it since you know, uh, uh, the wall was a Wally. Wally, uh, the, Wally. the gentleman yeah. who used to run the theater. Yeah, uh, you know, worked out of that office for years. Yeah, and it kind of had the, that like wood paneling on on yeah, all the walls. Yeah, I mean, it, this looked like something out of the 50s, yeah. and even right down to the phone sitting on the desk. Mm-hmm. Gotta love this phone, dude. This That's heavy, awesome. this heavy Coltan. Dude, I bet you that was actually the phone he used to make calls. You hear me? You're fired. Never mind. You're hired again. You're fired anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not being disrespectful. Just having some fun. I imagine he'd have a good sense of humor. Yeah, you'd, you'd have you'd to. You'd have to, right? I mean, when your job is fun, even if it becomes a little bit tedious, it's still fun. Yeah. You know. You know, it's the end result of owning a place okay, like this we're getting, is to we're bring getting, yeah. joy into people's lives. Yeah. Was that something that you enjoyed? Was the, the fun that people would experience here and how that connected people? I'm looking at these books. These are these are cool. The yearbook of motion pictures, 1964. Yeah. You know, it was an old rotary dial phone. Yep. Uh, and, and I'm talking an old phone, like from 1950 1960 yeah mm-hmm. um uh the the books on the shelves were from they're basically like movie catalogs from 1955 mm-hmm. and there was um, even like wasn't it like a rolodex or like his own old phone book kind of deal and it yeah. had like handwritten notes of you know in wally's handwriting yeah. like in the old phone book kind of probably deal. the people he contacts to make deals to get movies into the theater <laughs> it was it was yeah. very cool oh yeah. there was those hastily taken side notes that you would do on a book like that i mean it, yeah you know, he had old phone pencil. phone numbers yeah you yeah. know of local people that probably he did business with and from my understanding that was his office and they just kind of like made sure that they preserved it no matter what because i think he used that office up until he died uh-huh. i mean i don't think he i think that sucker was in, in use until he was done at the theater but yeah it was kind of a cool place though because like andy said you know a lot of it was just kind of 
it looked like storage space, you know, in a big kind of industrial type building. And then you walk into this quiet little office. Eddie sat at the, you know, at the off in the office chair yeah. at the head of the desk. And then Andy and I sat across the table from him. And um, it was just, again, you just sit there and listen. And it was just dead silent in that place. Um, it's at this point we did, we did some interactions again, nothing on the K2, not doing yeah. anything, really nothing. I don't know. Right. And so it, the baseline's holding like right. it's green, green, green. And so we decide, yeah. well, you decide Pat yeah. to do, I figure, well, I might as well, why don't you guys get out of here and I'll just sit here by myself. Yeah. Uh, we had already been asking questions, um, talking to, uh, Wally and, or any other spirits who may or may not be there. Um, you know, just trying to trying to get something. Yeah. And so we decided, okay, we're going to move everybody out of here. Amanda set up her camera across the desk for me. I was still sitting kind of like in the visitor's chair. Well, it was your camera, right? The night vision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was it was completely dark in that darkness, yeah. wasn't it? And, and yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, Pitch black. We set up the camera. You guys all went upstairs and I'm I just... I'm going to chime in real quick. Yeah. So when I set up the camera right before I walked out, I double checked and made sure that the tape was still good and we still had plenty of time and that the battery was still good. And it was at 57% yeah. when I set it up and walked away from it. And how long would you say I was down there? It was only three and a half minutes, three and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, right? you were, I was going to say five. It was yeah. not long. So, at all. so, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm listening, I'm not hearing anything. Um, just kind of waiting for something to happen. And then I, I look across from me at the camera and the red light is flashing on the camera. And I'm thinking, oh, we're almost out of tape. Yeah. We're already out of tape. So, um, you know, like like the cool guy that I think I am, I, I called back to home base <laughs> on the walkie talkies. <laughs> on the talkies. walkies. It was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. we, we all had our call signs. Uh, Papa Delta to base camp over. I think I'm going to cut my isolation session short. Looks like the video camera is running out of tape over. Copy that. It's me. Yep. I got some more tape I can use upstairs. Okay. Is that why it's flashing red? Yeah, I'm sure it's. Oh, it's the battery. So the battery had 57 minutes when I set it down here. And now it's dead. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Dead serious. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Yeah. It's real weird. And I was kind of shocked by that because, you know, like she said, it was 53% when she left. And this this camera I've had for for quite a while, but it's always been tried and true. And that yeah. battery lasts forever. We used it on a Bigfoot hunt. We had it going all night long. It, out in the elements in the cold, cold, and never had issues. No. With that being said, so I purposely was monitoring the battery life as we were filming throughout the whole night. So I was watching, and I was like, "Okay, we've been filming about five minutes." And I look at the battery life, and sure enough, it went down by three or four minutes. So it was right, right on par with where it should have been. Right. There is no reason that by the time I said 
this is almost out of battery that it died. Yeah, in the span of three minutes, that battery was gone. 57 to nothing yeah. in three and, minutes. And it pretty much took that camera out of commission for the rest of the night because right. we had to go we had to recharge throw it. it on the charger, and it right. just takes a while. But you know, this is what happens. You, you hear of these cases all the time where you get into paranormal hotspots and... You know, due due to the spirit activity and due to the energy in the in the place, electronics just malfunction. They stop working. And and you know, from my inexperience, it, it's like later on I find out. Well, when your stuff starts malfunctioning, yeah. that's when you need to start paying attention. Yeah. And and to me, I'm like, well, this isn't working. Let's just get out of here. Well, <laughs> and that's what. And it's so funny when when you look at the night. When you have the whole experience for the whole and you can see the pattern of events and how things are happening, it's like there's a narrative there. And then, but at the moment, like you're saying, the, the tone was, it was a long day. We were mm-hmm. all tired. Yeah. We were all, it was right. all like an adult. It was like a parent's weekend away with no kids. So yeah. we were like, you know. We were up late the night before. A yeah. couple of drinks. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, it was one of those things where people were ready to go home, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, I get it. Like, but. I hate to say, like I, I was so out of gas. Me and Pat oh, both, we were like, Andy man, and I were just you had no poker faces at all. Yeah, I dude. can tell, like well, these guys are tired. And I wasn't there the night before, so when I get there, I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. do this. And everybody's like falling asleep, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, like, happened last night. night. Too much. So, so it's at this point. It's at this point we were like, well, there's one more spot. I mean, this this theater's huge, but as far as like sections of the theater there were three main parts we wanted to hit we wanted to hit the theater which we did the mm-hmm. office which was kind of a point and then we wanted to hit what, what they call the catacombs which is right. the which is the halls that you're talking about and all that and just being down there in the catacombs it it had strange things going on on its own because it, it's a movie theater yeah. so so they've got all these movies coming in a lot of them horror movies yeah. a lot of them monster movies and they have all this props. memorabilia yeah. and props I lurking about yeah there was, there was one time amanda and i walked into a room and here was uh what was it was it lurch or lurch's, or, head. lurch's yeah. head from the adams family or monsters or adam's head Fest, sitting Fester. on the shelf yeah. just sitting on the shelf yeah. and we Fest. you know like, it's dark <laughs> yeah we shine a flashlight on it and about jumped out of our skins yeah right uh, another place right under the projector booth, we found a doll. A doll. Yeah. <laughs> a Which I found out the doll's doll. name, by the way. Oh, really? Shasta. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like the soda? Like the soda. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shasta Mountain, California, isn't that a good uh, UFO place? It is. Yeah. Yeah, Shasta Mountain, Mount Shasta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the catacombs is already, it, it sounds creepy. It's right. this dusty, crusty, old, old, never been updated hallway, and it's full of, you know, some cool and some creepy looking stuff. So the ambiance is already there. there. You're kind of, and so as a paranormal investigator, which is what we were at that point, we, we kind of have to separate ourselves from all that and go, okay, this is just posters. We can't get caught up in this. So we start doing the K, the K2 readings again. Mm -hmm. And this thing, I mean, I like that device because once again, we had some computer equipment and it was giving us a reading. We had some conduit, some electrical conduit giving us a Mm -hmm. nice, you know, reading. Otherwise, Green, yeah. you know, no rear, no weird pockets of activity. Right. Andy, you go into this poster room that people are feeling like there's like eyeballs on them when they go in there. And what was that like? Because you I, went in there. I did. And it was almost like I was transported back in time because it's almost like floor to ceiling rolled up posters mm-hmm. that are st- stacks upon stacks. It's almost like the, from the from the floor to the ceiling. And it almost reminded me of like the... 
I don't know, like the galley of an old boat. You know, yeah. I can picture those being like treasure maps. And, right. yeah. and it was a pretty tight space. It was pretty confined, but I went in there. It's all dusty. And, you know, they had reported a lot of uh, kind of feelings or activities or sightings, shadow figures in there or whatnot. And I went in there, kind of stood for a few minutes. And uh, I don't know, you know, it, it's you have to try to separate uh, intuition from your human brain just kind of messing with you. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it looked creepy. Uh, intuitively, I didn't feel anything that, mm-hmm. that gave me enough reason to stay in there for longer than a couple minutes. Didn't we get a weird hit on the K2 at that point, though? Didn't someone see That's the why lights? he went into it. Yeah. So the K2 kind of jumped for a second, and so we're like, hold on. Let's and then in Andy there. went yeah. into the room, yeah. and nothing happened while he was in the room. Yeah. And so I don't have experience doing these hunts, but I'm the whole time I'm kind of pulling the same move that I did on our Bigfoot hunt where I'm trying to kind of shut my brain off and just kind of listen and, and listen on a way that I'm kind of like internally kind of listening, like what's going on here. What's the vibe? What do we do next? So in the catacombs, (laughs) this sounds like it's almost made to be like, it's almost (laughs) like a movie to, to say this. It's almost crazy. So there's this one utility hallway that leads back and there's to to your right when you go back there it gets essentially it's like it gets older and less taken care of mm-hmm. you know because there's less reason to there's equipment it's old it's doing its job properly it's kind of like your furnace room in your house unless you have to be in there you're not in there right so it, it is what it is that's to your right to your left the hall continues and there's a brick wall that there's a hole cut in i think they were looking at trying to expand it at some point but decided against it and in that was another room. And at some point when Doug gave us the tour, Doug is the man who's a kind of uh, uh, is plugged into the theater and helps out with the volunteer work and mm-hmm. coordinates the, uh, the uh, comic convention. The idea was that they were going to kind of cut a hole in there and see what they could do with it, maybe turn it into storage. They didn't know. They opened it up, saw it, has a dirt floor, um, and nothing really in it. There's no electrical conduit. There's, no, there's a water pipe that extends through the above your head, but that's it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. that's it. So at this point, we all get into that room. All of us, all four of us, mm-hmm. get into this room. And Amanda, you're running, you're rocking with the cell phone camera, right? Now. And we decide to start doing a little bit of, you know, work with the K2 and see what happens. I think all of us were in that room for what, like, two minutes? Yeah, yeah it was probably less than five. Yeah, and you guys were like, and then we were like, okay, we're, we're done. tired. <laughs> yeah, we're done. You know, Eddie. Eddie was 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 on point, and and Andy and I were just we were done. Yeah, we're I just, just we we're what I we're just tired. wanted my blanket and my pillow, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they said we're gonna go up. We're gonna just call it, you guys. And so Amanda and I opted to do an isolation session, essentially right. as close as we could, because right. yeah, you were running the camera. Yeah, and so in this room, it's almost L-shaped, Yeah, if you would, because... Yeah. Like, the, like, like a Tetris block. Right, because like the, the chimney is kind of in the corner, and so you've got a little bit of an L-shape. So I'm sitting kind of back in the corner, and I move where I can see Eddie straight on. Um, and it's just the two of us, and it's really quiet, and Eddie starts asking questions. Mind you, the meter is solid green. Green. No moving, nothing. Solid green. Right. Uh, so we start just doing any questions and we're not getting a lot of responses still on the K2 and I'm even kind of poking my head into the the chimney we'll call it the chimney for now right poking my head and looking around and not really much happening and it's at this point and if you actually and we have this on video so you're going to get some of this audio peppered into this right uh and Andy's actually putting together a fun 
movie with this. So stay tuned for this. But so you'll you'll be able to see this in multiple formats. If you listen really carefully, and I, I've listened to it, you can hear it once. You can't hear it the second time. Right. Uh, you hear the slightest little tapping on this pipe. Right. And we both hear it, and it's an alien sound because we've been in this room for a while. We hear, we've kind of acclimated to the noises in there, and this noise is definitely standing out as something different in the room. Right. And at that point, you're the one that asked the right. first question. Yeah, I just simply said, was that knocking you? Not the noise upstairs, because we could kind of hear everybody upstairs. I said that tapping, was that you? And the K2 jumped. Lights up. Lights up. It yeah. doesn't just do a couple of little lights. I mean, it goes up. It doesn't go red, but it gets the light right before it. Just wham. And we both stop and look at each other. And right. we're like, okay, that's something, right? So we start doing more responses, and I say, let's play a game. We're going to treat this like a yes-no kind of thing. You kind of simplified it. You dumbed yeah. it down a little bit. Yeah. We can um, play a game where this device, you can use it to tell us yes and no. You can leave it alone, let the light stay this the way it is, don't touch it, and that could be a no. And if it's a yes, then you could just make it light up. And the way you make it light up is you just touch it, just get up on it, and put your hands on it, come around it, just get near it, get near me, get near Amanda. And we can use this to say yes or no. Right. Yeah. And I and we even started with like a personal thing. I'm like, my name is Eddie. That's a yes. And then a no would be like, I don't like cooked mushrooms or something like that. Right. 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 And <laughs> and then you said, my name's Amanda, and I don't like slimy fish or something, something like, like that. that. So you're doing an icebreaker session. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. That's all, you know what? I mean, loosen it up some. Somebody. My name is Eddie. I don't like mushrooms. My name's Amanda, and I like apples. Sorry. No, that's perfect. And and so we get a response, and so 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 we do the yes no thing, kind of setting the example, and then we go. So we're going to ask you some questions and light this thing up for yes, and leave it alone for no. And someone even made fun of me. They were like, "Man, your tone totally changed. You sound like Mr. Rogers, the ghost hunter." But I, my mindset was. No, be nice, man. I don't like that whole like come at me, ghost. Come you stupid ghost. Like, uh, come <laughs> yeah. on. You know, right. wait, what are you doing? We hear something other than talking. We hear a little bit of kind of clicking. Is that you? It lit up. I just saw that. So light means yes. Light means yes. Yes. So that is you making that noise. Yes. Can you do it again for us? I heard it. Good job. Thank you. Yes, yes. It's a lot of yeses. So, thank you for responding to us. Um, Do you like that we're asking you questions? Yes. Yes, okay. we can ask a few more if you'd like. Yes, yes. We we can ask you a few more if you'd like. Yes, okay. And so we start doing yes, no stuff, and we start getting responses. It starts responding mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Do you like us 
being in the theater. Yes. yes. Lights up. And the, th- the, the cool thing about this is that we weren't waiting like two minutes for it to light yeah. up. It would it would light up within a second or two of right. me asking the question. It was almost like it was intuitive. Right. In yeah. some scenarios, it started lighting up before Eddie was even finished asking. The yeah. timing was everything. And the thing to point out was I hadn't moved the K2 more than outside of a pocket like this. And right. in some cases, I was just holding it steady in a spot that minutes before it was, Nothing was green happening. the whole time. Right. No reason for anything like that to have happened. And so we're getting these intelligent responses. Yes, no, you know. At one point, um, oh, it started going bonkers. Yeah. It was just like lighting up, lighting up, lighting up. And I'm like, what's happening? And then at one point I said like, what Eddie did I actually said, okay, that's a lot of yeses. Yeah. Let's do this. Can we make it stop for a minute? And then it just stopped. And it stopped Instantly. right on cue. As soon as he said that, it just went solid green again and stopped lighting Back up. Back to baseline. Yeah. You're saying yes a whole lot, huh? Yeah, you are. Well, let's, let's, let, let's calm down the yeses for a little bit. Let's take a little break. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So then at this point, the guys upstairs start getting a little louder. We right. start raucous. hearing them a little bit more in the basement. Yeah. We can hear them. And all of the call, all the responses stop at that point. We're not getting really anything anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're still here. We're still listening. And that, that voice in my head, I'm more like, I think, and I keep saying she. But right. I, uh, my impression as we were having this interaction was that this was a female energy or whatever mm-hmm. um, moved into the chimney, you know? And so I put the K2 in the chimney and I say basically like, we know they're loud up there. I was kind of visibly annoyed. Right. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, come yeah. on. Guys. Base camp was having a yeah. good time. Yeah. Right. Base camp was getting and, tired too. And I was like, I know they're loud, but we are still listening. Amanda and I are still here. And right. I go, but if you want us to go, I, I get it. And of course, I'm stupidly wordy. I don't shut up. And, right. and I'm still talking. And as I'm talking, we hear a audible, whispered, very breathy, yes, sound. Legitimately, as he says, I get it. You hear this yes. We're still listening. I know those people up there are loud, but we're listening. Are you still with us? You don't have to go back in here. You can come back out. It's okay. And we'll leave you alone if you want that too. I get it. Sometimes we change it. All right. Well, we can go. Yep, I think we're done. Thank you for all of your answers. Now, when you play the audio, you have to kind of listen to it because I am talking, and and this sound happens on top of my of my voice, and the part that gets me if you, if you listen super intent and you have to kind of cup your cup your ears over your headphones or whatever but if you listen to the sound you can almost hear the 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 the, the s sound i get like people could easily go yeah. hey that could be listen for the y sound though because yeah, you can hear it's it there. there's a definitive yeah 
to it. And that's that doesn't happen like around normal stuff. You don't have to go back in here. You can come back out. It's okay. And we'll leave you alone if you want that too. I get it. Sometimes we change it. All right. Well, we can go. Beyond the word. And this is where you can't really capture this in audio. And this is where it's so frustrating yeah. because you guys weren't there. And I'm not like mad at you. Right. Like, you weren't there. Why weren't you there? <laughs> <laughs> but what got me. And I mean, this is where when this is one of those. And I'm glad we had this, Amanda. Oh, yeah, me too. Because like, it's one of those things that when like. We, we, we heard this word and that word came from a specific spot from that chimney. It right. came. If, if I literally, I work as a surveyor, like that's my job. I've had that job for 25 years. My job is to measure, me, measure distances. Like, like, and I know it's hard to gauge with sound. That chimney's not big. It's not yeah. a big space. If I was to guess or just guesstimate how loud or how, not loud, but how like sharp that sound was, that was less than three feet right. away from. Right on the opposite side of your yeah. arm. Yeah. And it, it, it had direction. Like if you said, where did that come from? I could point right to the spot where right. that, where I heard that sound. It wasn't something around us. It wasn't some ephemeral thing that, Oh, I heard a noise. It was pinpoint sound. Right. And then that's when we locked eyes and it was, it was some next level stuff. Right. Instantaneously. Eddie and I both look at each other was like, wait, I heard that. And, Did you hear that? Like and, without saying anything. And that's the interesting thing. You're not going back and listening to audio after the fact. Right. You heard it in your ears. Right. Yes. And and we also picked it up on on the video. recorder and on video as well. The audio recorder picked it up too? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't so, heard that part. So, so so it's it's but but you guys are hearing this right in the room audibly. Right. Yeah. So then right after that I was like Okay, we're leaving. We, we, I'm going to stop see, recording now. That, that, that was my one of my favorite moments because it was it reminded me of of Chevy Chase and Vacation when they're they pull into St. Louis and they get lost, right? And they're driving through this rough neighborhood in St. Louis and and uh, not sure where they're going. They hear a gunshot and he's like, "Roll him up." <laughs> right. Exactly, and that's kind of what yeah, Amanda, Amanda did. Roll him up. Amanda's well, like, in, "Okay, I think we'll leave now." And my <laughs> thought is this, and it's it's odd that Eddie said that he kept referring it to it as a she. He felt like it was a she because I was feeling the exact same thing, and neither one of us had said she right at mm -hmm. that point. And we're asking it questions, and it's responding, and it's responding, and it's like, "Yeah, this is fun." And yeah. then it's like. It stops and we ask it, do you want us to go? And it says yes, I'm gone. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's enough. I, and and it was, go. I, can, I can tell it was out of respect, I think. Right, yeah. right. It was respect. I mean, it was a little, fear is a strong word. I think it was just really, really, really shock. Right. I was in shock. <laughs> and right. when, when Eddie came up the stairs, I mean, I, from that session, we, we didn't even know what was going on necessarily yet. And you didn't, pun intended, you look like you had seen a ghost. Eddie, ab absolutely. You yeah. guys know me a while. So. Yeah. He was absolutely I'm, speechless. And he was like, would you, like, something happened? Or, I need like, a second. Yeah, I, you, I you're free. Yeah, you yeah walked and you walked away from us. Yeah. You know, you just went off on your own so, and, and kind of grounded yourself. A as bit. we yeah. were coming up the stairs, Eddie said, did you get that on camera? And I was like, oh, God, I don't, I don't even know. I might <laughs> yeah. have gotten that on camera. Yeah. So... 
for a couple of amateurs, right. someone who's never done what I loved about what we did was I didn't even tell you. We didn't tell each other what we heard. Right. I said, did you hear that? Right. And you said, I heard an answer to your question or something right. like that. And I'm like, she didn't, this isn't me polluting your mind with, I heard the word yes. Is that what you heard? You yeah. know? Right. And, and we're doing that now. I get it. But when you retell the story, you have to be able to kind of relay some information. But in that moment, it was like, we didn't have to like, like convince the other one of what just happened. Right. And then as we're leaving, we're addressing, did you get that? I think so. Like, like there was this understanding of what we both experienced without breaking down right. what we experienced. Mm-hmm. So then Eddie's explaining it to the group at base camp and I'm standing in a corner with my phone against my ear listening to it because I didn't have headphones at the time. We recorded it on my phone. There's not a great audio system. And even then, like my heart is pounding out of my chest. I can visibly see Eddie like shaking almost because of all the energy running through your body at that point. Yeah. And I hear it on my phone and I was like, Oh guys. And then we are able to play it. And a lot of the guys there even heard it. Even just coming off my tiny phone. Yep. It's there. There's a couple of people who I've shown it to and, and I I get it. Cause there's this thing where like you heard it, you have a story, you have an experience. There's not just an experience. You have some form of evidence as well on top of that. And, but other people sometimes don't, don't hear it, right. you know, and they're not listening to the thing. They're hearing me talk. And so they hear some weird background sound. Oh, is that it? You know? And, right. and so it is a little frustrating on some part. Cause it's like, guys, I was legit there. Like I, and there right. were people upstairs being loud mm-hmm. and you can hear them through. Oh, there's a little a, bit a of pollution bend. happening yeah, in some, that yeah. audio. But it's different. But it is it's different. So, and, and I was, I was talking to somebody about it and I was like, it's different. So Eddie was in the room. I was in the room. I didn't say it. Eddie's in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. He clearly the, didn't say and it. And it came out of and that And it came chimney. out of yeah. that corner. Um, one oh, it's just something, just something so Blair Witchy about that. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, about that room in general. Yeah. Right. The, the, the voice, and I don't mean this to sound extra creepy, but it's going to be, it's going to land that way. The voice was so crystal clear. Like, just... It is whispery. It's, it's, it's a very breathy yes. It's not like this distinct yes. It's very much like, you know, yes. You know, it has a very openly wide sound to it. Uh, but it was so precise. Like, it was just so, like, there that I fully almost expected to see a face. Right. Me yeah. too. That's that's what I'm me saying. Too. Like, like, like that was the next thing my brain was like, there's a face there. Yeah. So There I wasn't, was... but that's how clear it was in my brain that I'm like, you're going to see a face now because mm-hmm. that's what that noise came out of was a human mouth. Right. And, and So and... as I'm filming this, sorry to interrupt, as no, no, I'm no, filming this and I, I'm looking at it through my phone, and I hear that, and I thought the same thing. I was like, I have to look with my eyes, not through the phone, in this hole, and I'm going to see something. Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew that I was going to see a shadow or a figure or something. Right. It was it was so unreal. Yeah. Now, one piece of audio I do want to, like, listen to in review, and you'll probably, hey, listener, you'll probably hear this again on this on this very podcast, but... In that exchange, in that little window, because it's about about a three-minute window of when we start getting the reactions to when that we, we hear that yes. At some point during that exchange, as I was showing some people at work who really wanted to hear this and see this, I heard a laugh. Um, do you like that we're asking you questions? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, we can ask a few more if you'd like. Yes, yes. We, we can ask you a few more if you'd like. 
Yes, okay. And it was hard to tell if that laugh was coming from the raucous uh, animal house upstairs <laughs> or if it was in the room. Because the thing is, you do have a baseline of noise coming upstairs, but it's all very muffled. Mm-hmm. And this giggle comes from a different spot. And I can't tell if that's just a weird anomaly from the, from the, from the party going on upstairs or if that was something else. But I kind of want to listen to that again and yeah. kind of more, more, more critically. But that, that breathy yes right. was something that was just... It landed hard. So, I mean, in the moment, is it like butterflies? Did your body just go ice cold? Or was it almost like disbelief? Like It was both for me. Right. It wasn't disbelief even. It was almost confirmation of what was kind of happening. Right. So I, kind of going back a little bit, when we started, when it was just Eddie and I in the room, and he started asking questions, I felt the need to move closer to that exit, the hole in the wall. I don't know why. I was just like... And I even say while I'm recording, I'm like, I'm going to move over here and give you a little bit more space because mm-hmm. I just felt the need to do that. And then I am very skeptical. I want to believe in the paranormal and I want to see these experiences. But I'm the type of person watching Ghost Hunter saying, no, that's clearly just a shadow from the moon or that's clearly just the yeah. electrical wire going behind them. You're grounded. Right. And you have to be. And not, right. to, not to cut you off, Amanda, but I think that's one thing I took pride in in doing this project this investigation with you guys because none of us i mean the four of us and kim that was with us you know none no people from our party is one to fabricate or blow it out of proportion or get overly dramatic you know if we didn't get any evidence we didn't get any evidence but we were going in there giving it the old uh you know the old college try right so yeah you have to be grounded and i mean it, it makes me wonder was it intuition that was causing you to back off and get closer right and that's what i'm thinking so i i went and i actually We've been to the Velisca Axe murder house a ton, and that could be a whole nother story, but everybody feels stuff and sees stuff. And I walked through it, and I was like, eh, nothing. Like, I've got nothing. There was just something about it. And like Eddie said, it wasn't fear. Yes, there was excitement because it was, oh, my gosh, we just heard this, and I need to go tell somebody. But it was more so, um, I think that it was a female, and it it was almost comforting, but she, to me, almost felt like, okay, guys, I'm done. I'm I've fine. had enough. Give me space. And I just felt like, all right, we've got to go. It, it basically, like if my grandma were to say, shut up and get out of my face. Like, right. yeah. you know, that same sort of, I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel in danger or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I felt like we have to give this person their space. First of all, like Eddie had mentioned earlier, you go to seclusion in the bottom corner, the furthest point away, because there are people there. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like whatever, whoever this was, started in the theater with us. Yeah. And gradually got pushed further and further and further down into the basement. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, I don't want to make this entity feel uncomfortable or upset. So I'm just going to go and. Thank I you feel like, so much. I feel like we, out. I feel like I, I. This is where you go with your feelings, and this is where I feel like it, it, I understand now when people like like have experiences and are like, "This is what it is," because like that's what it is to them. But my strong feeling is that we were essentially chasing right. this entity, mm-hmm. and we cornered her. Yeah, we had her cornered in a way, and I think there was some degree of curiosity. I think there was some degree of like, I'm used to there be people being here doing normal 
people-y yeah. things. Going to movies and whatnot. This is not what people normally do here, so I'm kind of curious as to what's going on. Hence right. the battery getting drained. Yeah. I think when you look at the narrative of our experience overall, when you look at how we started getting some mild K2 hits, something kind of weird, we started feeling some kind of, you know, you know, just kind of a little bit of a watched presence. You have your battery get completely drained, and then we go in and we get a full-on kind of disembodied voice that has a pinpoint direction of sound where it's like, I don't know how you, a parabolic dish, I don't know how you would have been able to pinpoint where right. that came from, but but I, I feel like we kind of cornered what was ever was. There. I almost wonder when we got that spike in the hallway, was that that entity kind of making her way past us, us into that spot? Like, okay, this is a super creepy area. They're probably going to, not that that's the narrative in that, in that entity's head, but like, this is a spot most people don't go in, so I'm going to hang out here. Oh, crap, they came here too. Okay, well, I'll just wait them out or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things much like you, like, and I'm a, like, I'm a, I'm a person who's very much in the middle, which is why I love this show and which is why, like, I love, I love doing what we do because it's, it's fun to kind of have these conversations and say, oh, what if that was cool? What if it's real? Let's go find out. And all that stuff. But then you have a legitimate for you experience that you're like, I, I have nothing to say right. this didn't happen. And so it kind of does definitely change. It changed me a little bit. I honestly, like I didn't walk away scared. Like you're saying, right. I'm eager to go back. Honestly, yeah. right. uh, I feel like now that we've made contact, I think that we can actually, there's some sort of trust level there on some level. Well, did, didn't you say you got some reports of other things going on after we left that night? Uh, so yeah, as a follow up, <laughs> so we got reached out to by some of the volunteers, uh, specifically, and I'll probably avoid names for now until we actually get clearance on usage of names, but, uh, uh, two people who work as volunteers there, uh, one is a fairly prominent volunteer there and they both have said since we left, there's been some more activity since we've been there, uh, voices, um, things being moved. So we uh, stirred it up. We stirred yeah. the pot. We stirred something up a little bit. <laughs> Wasn't there even growling? Someone had mentioned a growl. And I, and what I say... Oh, that's next level, guys. But what I, what, what I say is this. I didn't feel intimidated or scared. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we... My, my fear with any sort of interaction is if it's this sweet old lady who just loved the theater and that's kind of the vibe I felt... Um, did we make her, her angry yeah. by poking and poking and poking? And now she's the old lady, get off my lawn. Yeah. Like, oh, I get it. That's you know? kind of my thought. And I feel like, you know, I think it would be nice to go back a second time. What Speaking that? of that, <laughs> why? What was that? Some Something just fell off the shelf or jumped off the shelf. I'll have to look and see what that was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a bunch of stuff in here, but that's pretty... That was kind of random. Okay. Well, maybe was that a sign we should go back? <laughs> right. Or should not? <laughs> Knock a Funko off the shelf if we're not supposed to go back. Right. Dude, if something so, off that shelf falls now, I'm going to be freaked out. Exactly. I'm looking at all this stuff. But it could be a sign we need to wrap this one up. That might yeah, be a sign. This, this is going to go down in the record books. It's, I think, one of our longest episodes. Yes. Sorry. So, it's it's no, my no, fault, no. guys. It is. No. <laughs> But so, uh, yeah, with all that, we had we had a great trip out to Grand Island, and like you said, it'd be awesome to be able to to go back and and explore that place some more. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm that, down. yeah. We'll have to stay tuned for updates on when we go <laughs> go back. And I think maybe on the big screen, once we get this uh, documentary uh, made and completed, maybe we can uh, 
have a viewing at the theater yeah. of the investigation that took place in the theater. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. And yeah. no base camp at the theater. No base this camp. Time. <laughs> no base camp. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We might have a base camp, but it's going to be like yeah. two, people two people who are legit right. into this and want to help Using us out. Using their number one voices. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> Inside voices, kids. So, well, so, well, well th- thank you everybody for listening. Uh, be sure to check out all our social media um, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And now. We are available on YouTube. Yes, we are. All of our episodes are now uploaded on YouTube. And uh, going forward, that's another place where you'll be able to interact with us and listen to our show. So very big thanks to our special guest, Amanda, for being on. Thanks for sharing your take of it. And and, uh, yeah, yeah, you had to be on because it was a special experience that you and Eddie had. And uh, Thank you so much for having me. It was unforgettable, that's for sure. Ugh, man. Right. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. Sleep sleep tight, everybody. Thank you. You wanted to be what? I wanted to be Nighthawk. Nighthawk it is. <laughs> What's your call sign? That's so cheesy. Nessie one. I'll go with Papa Delta, paranormal dad. Papa Delta, Nighthawk, and I'm going to be, what did you say, big and hairy? I said big hairy one. Big hairy one. Big hairy one. BH one. BH one. Papa Delta. Do we need to write these down? Not to be confusing. No, this is going to be confusing. Do we need to write these down? Nighthawk the base camp. Can't get used to that name, Nighthawk. Man. <laughs> it's good. It's wonderful. It was great. I love it? it. It's a great call sign. Was that you guys out there laughing, making a ruckus for a hot second about a minute ago? Roger that, Nighthawk. Sorry. Over. I think I picked up somebody's stomach growling. That was me. <laughs> it was definitely me. <laughs> I will tell of so one thing I do like one thing that we've avoided for the most part, and I think it's probably good that we continue to avoid it, um, is openly farting on the show. <laughs> Sorry. At least it wasn't a fart. Right. <laughs> Better out than in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>